What is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. This is episode 76 of my little wrestling recap show where once a week I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the recap, review all the shows, let you know what's going on storyline-wise and matches, if they were any good. If they're really good, I'll let you know if you should go out of your way to check those out. And at the end of the show, I do a three stars of the week, awarding my three favorite matches that I watched during the week. And I'll probably do some shoutouts. I generally always do shoutouts. And if there's a big pay-per-view going on, I'll have an extra episode for that pay-per-view. Review that as well. So, let's get into the review. We'll start off with Monday Night Raw. They were in Minnesota this week, goodness, and now we have Wade Barrett is joining commentary with Michael Cole on Monday Night Raw now. I'm fine with that. I mean, I like Wade Barrett. He's pretty decent on commentary with Michael Cole. It's a decent mix. I've always been kind of just okay with Michael Cole. He's definitely not my favorite, but he's very, very serviceable. He has his moments, though. He absolutely does. So, let's get into the show. We got Cody Rhodes. He talks about Brock Lesnar and how surprised he was that he shook his hand at SummerSlam. Cody says he is on top of the world and he can beat anybody. Oh, you better believe this summons Seth freaking Rollins with the largest pair of Crocs I have ever seen. Absolutely outrageous. Made me giggle. Seth, Seth says it's his show, and now the Judgment Day, they butt their way into things. Crowd, of course, boos the bejesus out of Dom Mysterio. So good. And now the Judgment Day attack Cody and Seth Rollins. Sami Zayn comes out to even up the odds. And now Cody Rhodes wants a six-man tag, and you better believe he gonna get that. So decent, all right, opening for the show, kind of copy and paste. But now it looks like we're setting up possibly going for Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes for the title. That would be awesome. We move on to a number one contender's fatal four-way intercontinental title. Well, uh, number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. We have Ricochet, Matt Riddle, Chad Gable, and Ciampa going up against each other. This, wow, that is loaded. We got a huge Tower of Doom spot with all four men. Ricochet getting the worst of it there. Just a gnarly crash. I believe he goes, like, backflipping. Just, whoo, thumbs up for that. That was cool. Ricochet then springboards into a gnarly knee from Champa. Chad goes Giga Chad, hitting a deadlift German suplex on Champa for a massive win. A stacked Fatal 4-Way. Oh my goodness. When I saw those four guys, I was like, this is going to be excellent. Hopefully there's no shenanigans. And there wasn't. Highlights all throughout a fast-paced match. Great balance with everybody having big moments. I thought everybody looked good. Crazy amount of knee offense in this match. As so many knee moves, I, I just couldn't help but notice it. And an awesome hometown performance for Chad Gable. Crowd behind him 100%, and so was I. I was asking for this last week. Chad Gable to get an opportunity to fight Gunther for the title. And wham, I get what I want. Eight and a half out of ten. This match was great. We move on to Shinsuke Nakamura going up against the giant. Oh, he's called Big Bronson Reed, of course. I I remember that. I'm going to call him Big Bad Bronson Reed. I just like that way more. Bronson with his best Batista Batista impression does the thumbs up, thumbs down, and then hits a massive running sit-out powerbomb plus a lovely Death Valley driver. Shinsuke kicking out of both of those. That, that, That surprised me. 
Reed misses the tsunami. Shinsuke nails two King Shasas for the W. And just another really good shenanigan-free match involving Shinsuke and Bronson. Both men looking really strong, like Bronson needing two King Shasas to put him down. And Shinsuke was kicking out of everything. Like, I was surprised he took that much damage. So, uh, I don't know, maybe they're setting up Shinsuke for something bigger. We move, oh, that was a 7.5 out of 10, by the way. That's a really good match. I enjoyed it. We got Maxine. She is greeted by Ludwig Kaiser, who tells her Gunther is excited to destroy Chad Gable. Maxine slaps him and then transforms into Otis, who challenges him to a match later on in the show. Decent little fun, funny segment right here. Becky Lynch cuts a promo. She is excited to get her hands on Trish Stratus. Zoe Starks comes out looking for another piece of demand, Becky Lynch. Shayna Baszler, with her just disgusting-looking eye, arrives, starts trash-talking, getting in Zoe's face. Becky suggests that they fight. Adam Pearce comes out, and he agrees. So that's pretty neat. Uh, Shayna, you got to get that eye checked out. That's disgusting. We move on. It is Finn Balor chatting with his best buddy of all time. It's JD McDonough. Oh, I'm so jealous. They get interrupted by Damian Priest, who is cheesed off with Finn Balor with the miscommunication at SummerSlam involving the Money in the Bank briefcase. Ripley tries to calm things down. Finn suggests the briefcase is the problem and that Damian Priest needs to get rid of it. So, oh no, is 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 that like a subtle hint at Finn Balor challenging Damian for the briefcase? That would be neat. I don't know. I was I brought that idea up to my wife and she doesn't like that. She likes Damian Priest, so she wants him to keep that briefcase, but I have a like I just have a feeling in the back of my head that maybe someone's going to end up taking the briefcase from him and they move on with someone else. I don't know. Just a feeling. We move on to Shayna Baszler going up against Zoe Stocks. Shayna battered and beaten from SummerSlam. You remember the whole disgusting eye thing and all that. Definitely not coming into this match 100%. Starks attacking Shayna's weak spots, which she has numerous of in this match. Baszler att- battles back. Crowd behind her, which is pretty cool. The world's baddest slam. She hits that. Shayna picking up a W. Or wait, hold on. Yep, nope. Zoe, another strong performance, continuing to rise up on the roster. I've been very, very impressed with her since she has gotten the call up from NXT. And I thought she was working really well with Shayna Baszler. I think it's more or less just Zoe. I think Zoe is excellent. She's been working good with everybody she's in the ring with. Enjoyed her run in NXT, though I thought it was way too short. But I maybe they're on to the right track here. She is very, very good. We move on, or uh, Shayna looking like a beast in this match as well, winning with all of her injuries. So again, they continue to push Shayna Baszler. We'll see how far this push goes. So far, it's good. I've always been, uh, I don't know, I would say like a 6 out of 10 with Shayna Baszler. I, I, I'm fine with her. 7 out of 10 for this match, though. Pretty good. Sami Zayn gets attacked backstage by JD McDonough. I mean, uh... I mean, J.D. McDonough versus Sami Zayn would be a lot of fun. I'm just happy that J.D. is at least involved with the Judgment Day possibilities of him and Finn Balor breaking off from the Judgment Day and just being a team together. J.D. McDonough looks very similar to Finn Balor. They're both handsome, they're ridiculous, and I would love it. Moving on, we have Otis with Maxine going up against Ludwig Kaiser with Giovanni Vinci. Ludwig tries to kiss Maxine. She slaps him in the face. 
Gunther runs down, smashes Otis as Vinci is distracting the referee. Ludwig picks up the W. Short match. Nothing really much to say about it other than why is Ludwig trying to kiss Maxine all the time now? I, I, it's whatever. I mean, it's all right. Shinsuke, he steps up for Sami Zayn backstage uh, to be Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes' partner. But Shinsuke has, like, a little evil smile on his face. What's up with that? I don't know. But he's definitely, I don't know, he's just, he's very hard to read, Shinsuke Nakamura. He's a tough, tough cookie to crack, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, we move on. The Miz, he cuts a promo. He's upset at, Lo- at I was going to call him Los Angeles Knight for a second. No, he is upset at LA Knight. Yeah, disrespecting him. No, that's not cool. Nah, nah. Knight makes his arrival. Crowd goes absolutely bananas. Yeah, Miz and Knight have a awesome back-to-back, uh, back-and-forth promo. Getting a little bit personal here with the trash talk. I always love that. Thumbs up. And I'm hoping they move into a program here, get into a nice beefy rivalry and it should be great both fantastic talkers Miz can go with anybody maybe not going to put on a five out of five with them but a three and a half pretty pretty consistently all the time so this should be a lot of fun I'm excited we move on to the Viking Raiders going up against the returning New Day but it's only Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods still no sign of Big E I have, I've only read a couple things. It doesn't sound very good for Big E. Last I heard, doctors said that he should not wrestle. We've heard that before from doctors, and tons of wrestlers have gone back into the ring. But this is a broken neck situation, so, you know, we'll play it by ear. But still, you know, best wishes to Big E. So, now to the match. Kofi takes out Eric with a outside dive. Xavier hits a springboard elbow drop for the W. And, of course, it's always awesome to see the New Day back in action. Haven't missed a step in the ring. They look fantastic. No rust whatsoever. Solid quick match. We got Sonya Deville. She has suffered a torn ACL legitimately, and she will be out indefinitely. Yikes. That's uh, very, very unfortunate. I enjoy Sonya Deville. Kind of prefer her more in that GM management role thing or whatever. More so, but I think she's a solid wrestler as well. Just, I, I don't know. I like that role for her. I thought it fit better. So, Sonya and Chelsea Green, they must give up the Women's Tag Team Championships, which is a shame. And people are talking about those titles being cursed because all, all the women that have held it have gotten injured or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that means you should get rid of the championships, but uh, maybe just be more careful. We move on to the main event. It is the six-man tag team match. The Judgment Day with Rhea Ripley going up against Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Raquel Rodriguez jumps Rhea Ripley. They have a big old brawl, so she's occupied. Zayn comes down to stop Judgment Day from cheating. Rollins kicks Balor in the face with the briefcakes. Briefcase. Briefcakes? That's interesting. That mm, that sounds good. Cody hits a crossroads. Good guys pick up the W. Just another solid crowd-pleasing match. Not going too crazy, but, you know, everyone's getting their shit in. And uh, Rollins and Rhodes, egos in this match was kind of the storyline. Got the huge ego of Seth Rollins and the equally as big ego of Cody Rhodes. Coexisting for now, but we'll, well, I imagine that's going to fall apart any moment now. But Shinsuke cannot handle himself anymore. He kicks Cody Rhodes' head off as the show ends. I knew that fucking smile. I knew you are up to something, Shinsuke, you evil little bastard. But I love him. All right. And uh, 
the Intercontinental Championship or uh, division, just all the guys that are involved with that, absolutely on fire right now. Like I'm, I'm putting in Champa and Bronson. I feel like they're more involved in that IC title uh, area. But wow, every every time anyone in that fucking division, it's it's excellent shit. Gunther, just man, he's put so much prestige and just importance back into that championship. It's been a long time. Seth Rollins was the last guy that I, like, recalled having a very good run with the championship. And Gunther, very close to breaking the honky-tonk man's Intercontinental Championship record. Thank, oh, he better break it or I'm going to be pissed. Uh, the Fatal 4-Way was awesome in on this show as well. Really, really excited for Chad Gable versus Gunther. I might be alone, but I, I love Chad Gable. I think he's awesome. The Judgment Day drama is starting to really get good here. They're setting up for possibly to have Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes going up against each other. I'd be digging that. LA Knight and The Miz has a lot of potential to be a very... Very good rivalry and probably a star-making situation for LA Knight. Could send him to the moon. Miz is going to make him look fantastic, and it's going to be very entertaining. As was Raw this week. I thought it was a great show. 8 out 10. You should check that shit out. Let's go on now to NXT 2.0. They were where they always are in Florida. We're kicking it off with Axiom versus Mustafa Ali. I think this is a number one contenders match, but I, I didn't I didn't catch that 100%. Correct me if I'm wrong. Her Karana sending Ali into the announce table. Ouch. Script shows up with Nima and Price on the ramp to watch the match. They end up doing absolutely nothing. They just end up leaving. Axiom catches Ali in a choke. Mustafa powers him up into a lovely jackhammer. I mean, who doesn't love a jackhammer? Fucking love that move. Axiom hits a huge dive to the outside on Ali. We got a Canadian destroyer and an outrageous springboard. Moonsault DDT. Holy jumping. That's a thumbs up. Mustafa tries to remove Axiom's mask, shoves him off of the top rope. Ali hits a beautiful 450 splash for a big W and a great match to kick off the show. I mean, jeez, both Ali and Axiom hitting crazy high-flying moves, crazy fast pace, good amount of time to this one. Wasn't too short, but it wasn't, like, overly long. It was just perfect. I thought the timing was great. Eight and a half at then. And we have been, you know... Rumors have been swirling around who is Axiom. We get a, I don't know, I didn't really get a good look at his face. A lot of people think it's A-Kid. I don't remember who the fuck A-Kid is that much, so I don't care. Keep him as Axiom. I don't want to know who's under the mask, please. We move on. Is Kalani Jordan with Dana Brooke going up against Blair Davenport? Got a nice springboard, Hurricanrana, and a back elbow by Kalani. Blair with a cool leap up to the top rope. She stomp, hits a stomp to Jordan's back. Hits a knee to her face in Davenport with a big W right here. Liking what I'm seeing so far with Kalani Jordan. Nice athleticism on display in this match. And Belair, a good dance partner with her. Enjoyed the match solid overall. Dana loses her cool for a moment with the belt. Jordan tells her to chill out, bro. So I'm thinking we're probably leading up to Dana Brooke, maybe turning heel here, and she'll fight with Kalani Jordan. I mean, no one's going to be rooting for Dana Brooke. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm not very excited for that, but I I do like Kalani Jordan so far. Uh, So far, so good with her. We move on to a Heritage Cup match uh, for Noam Dar's Cup versus Tyler Bates. So Noam Dar, he makes his own cup or something. It's not the real cup, but it makes Noam Dar happy, so here we go. 
Love the new entrance for the metaphor. It's very colorful. Everyone's coming out with like a little beam of light. Kind of reminds me of like 90s Power Rangers. I don't know. Really, really dug it. Thumbs up for that. Tyler with a beautiful dive, clearing the ropes, hits a Tyler driver 97 to go up 1-0 in this match. In round two, Dar almost ties it up, but time runs out in the third round. That was neat. Stiff-looking back elbow by Noam Dar almost ties it up yet again. Dar locks in a knee bar, forcing Bate to tap out, finally able to tie it up one apiece. But Dar won't release the hold, applying more damage to Tyler's knee. Both men trading roll-up attempts. Tyler able to sneak a three-count to pick up the W. Noam Dar loses yet another Heritage Cup match. Now he's going to be sad again. Yay, because it's, it's really funny when he's sad. Good match. Nice variety of technical wrestling, high-flying, and a little bit of stiffness thrown there. I like it. And again, I thought they did a good job with the, the time limit. They were utilizing a running out of time, almost picking up the fall. Smart use of that. Seven... At then we move on it is Hank and Tank backstage they're considering calling themselves Smash Mouth I don't know Hank is just throwing shit at the wall or no sorry Tank is throwing shit at the wall Hank not really feeling it I don't know I you just call yourselves Hank and Tank that's that's awesome Schism having uh just wreaking havoc backstage throughout this show seeking the the Creed brothers they beat up poor Hank and Tank so I don't know just stay Hank and Tank that's what I say we move on. It is Dijak. He demands a title match from Carmelo Hayes backstage. Wesley butts in line. Dijak is angry with this. Challenges Wesley to a fight, and Wes accepts the challenge. And then Dijak jumps him when his back is turned. Way to go, Dijak. Wesley bringing the aggressive attitude the last few weeks. I'm really digging this. Don't know if it's going to actually lead to a... a full heel turn. I doubt it. I feel like this is probably the transition from like your lame white meat babyface into a more attitude not gonna take any crap i'll stand up for myself kind of a babyface which is just way way better we got Ilya Dragunov. He calls out Trick Williams to the ring. They have a pretty heated exchange. Trick challenges Dragunov to a match at Heat Wave in a few weeks. Well done here for Trick. Nice promo. Dragunov, of course, just out of control, intense. I really dug this. Thumbs up. I'm excited for Trick Williams. Rey Mysterio, he introduces himself to Thea Hale backstage. She goes fangirl. Who wouldn't? I would go fangirl. Chase shows uh, Chase shows up. Thea buries him, saying that Rey Mysterio would never throw in the towel. And she walks off, clearly still super pissed off at Mr. Chase for throwing in the towel. And again, I stand behind Thea for being pissed off. God damn it, Chase. We got Braun Breaker going up against Von Wagner with Mr. Stone. Vaughn looking uh, looking to table Braun early. Breaker says, Nana! Breaker hits a spear, pins, and wins. An all-right start for the Braun versus Wagner uh, rivalry right here. Shorter match, probably for the best here. I don't know. If you go too long with Vaughn, you're probably going to uh, expose him a little bit. But some nice stiffness in there. Breaker showing off his athleticism, as always. Breaker picks up Mr. Stone. This angers the big Von Wagner. He smashes Breaker through the table. It explodes as Vic Joseph's candy stash goes all over the place. But it does add a whole bunch of lovely color to the whole uh, carnage and everything. Oh, I like it, but Jesus, Vic, you got way too much candy, bro. That is an outrageous amount of candy to have. Thumbs up. 
Wagner can definitely get somewhere here short term, I'm thinking, uh, by smashing everyone through a table every week. Kind of reminds me of Wardlow in AEW where he would do the Powerbomb Symphony. It was phenomenal for about a month, and then it ran its course, we were sick of it, it was boring, and he has to move on to something else. With Wagner, I can see him, yeah, you can come out, put someone through a table for, like, maybe two months, get away with it, but he's gonna have to move on to something else. So we'll see, but for now, yeah, putting guys through tables every week, loving it, great stuff. Lyra Valkyria chirping Rhea Ripley and Dom Mysterio backstage. Shockingly, Ripley doesn't destroy her. They just She just lets her walk off. So, I don't know. Maybe she likes her a little bit. Schism? Oh, no. They continue the rampage of accusations, targeting the Dawn and Stax this time, who claim they don't know nothing. Oh! Moving on. It's Briggs and Jensen with Henley. Not gonna lie, forgot Briggs and Jensen existed for a hot second there. Versus Drew Gulak and Dempsey with a guy called Kial. So, what's up, Kial? Drew gets angry at Kial, removes him from ringside. Jensen throwing stiff strikes all over. I like that. That's that's some good stuff. Damon Kemp runs down, suplexes Jensen. Drew and Dempsey take advantage to pick up the W. I was enjoying me. I was enjoying these uh, two teams in the ring together. Fucking, I don't know who's shitting Jensen cereal that morning. He was throwing bombs out there. He's just fucking throwing it. Maybe a future feud here in the in the works. I would like it. I think um, Gulak and Dempsey are underutilized. I they're a little bit boring, but I think if you can expand. Uh, not Drew, more so Dempsey. He's a little plain, but they really haven't given him much to work with. Uh, I don't know. I think there's something here. I, I dug what I was seeing in this match. Pretty solid. Kiana James up next, going up against Ivy Nile. Kiana explodes out of the gate, whooping Isles, uh, Nile's ace. Schism surround the ring. They start cheering for Ivy, all creepy-like. Like There's like fucking 15 of them. They're all smacking their hands on the rings. Very, very cult-like. Doesn't help Kiana at all. Knees Ivy right in the face for an impressive win. Uh, fine match. Ivy clearly not herself uh, without her buddies, the Creed. More, I don't think this was really about the match. More so about what's going on with Ivy Nile. Schism enter the ring, being creepy, trying to recruit Nile out to come or out. Out come the tag team champions, Don and Stacks. Oh, I'm struggling over here. They help out Ivy Nile. And, you know, if, if if they want to do Ivy Nile, she joins up with the family. I, I throw a little fedora on her, and, and, oh, man, I think that would actually pretty be pretty fucking awesome. Oh, we'll move on. It is no Amdar. He is throwing a tantrum, wanting his heritage cut back. Frazier offers him the fake cut back and a shot at the real cup at Heatwave. Fuck, a pretty sweet deal right there. No Amdar takes it. Tyler Bates standing there like, what the hell are you doing? I don't know. We got Tiffany Stratton. She is interviewed about what's next for her, the champion. And she says a shopping spree. That's it. And she leaves. No no one pops out. Nothing. I was uh, not into that. Thumbs down. Rey Mysterio introduces Dragon Lee for the main event match versus his son, Dom Mysterio, with Rhea Ripley, of course, for the North American Championship. Dom trying to remove Dragon's mask. This only fires up Dragon Lee. He hits a nice dive. Dom hitting his spine into the announce table looked uh, very ouch. Dom comes back hitting a 619 right in front of his poppy. Goes for the frog splash, but Lee counters with the knees and a powerbomb. Ref is distracted. Ripley hits Dragon with the championship belt. 
Dom hits a Mishinoku driver to retain yet again. I mean, Dom, of course, with a little bit of help from his mommy, uh, but another really good performance, man. Lee doesn't get the championship, but getting the blessing from Rey Mysterio is a pretty big deal, and definitely they're going to be hyping up Dragon Lee for a push here, and well-deserved. He's phenomenal in, the, phenomenal in the ring, and he's pretty good on the mic too, mic too, unlike me. I can't talk right now. 7 out of 10, good match. Rhea Ripley gets in Rey Mysterio's face. Out comes Lyra Valkyria. She attacks Ripley, and the good guys have a little bit of a celebration. Uh-huh, okay, so Valkyria, she's getting heated up. Probably going to be getting into it with Rhea Ripley here quite soon. Good show this week. I am, like I said, very disappointed in Tiffy Str- Tiffany Stratton right there. No opponent coming out, like absolutely nothing. Like, that was such a... You just didn't even need to have her on the show, I guess, if that's what you were going to do. I understand it's adding to her snobby character, but I don't... Like, yeah, it adds to her character, but it really takes away from the championship, so I did not like that one little bit. But some matches getting made here for Heat Wave. I don't think it's going to be like a big pay-per-view. It's just going to be more than likely on a Tuesday night. Instead of calling it NXT, they'll call it NXT Heat Wave, and we'll have a little bit of a better show. But I am excited to see Trick Williams with Ilya Dragunov. Should be a good match minimum. I mean, it's Dragunov. He's incredible. Trick Williams, I haven't seen much of him wrestle in a... I think we've seen him maybe two, three times. Pretty green, but we'll see how he's come along over the last few months here. Good show. Seven out of ten. We'll move on now to SmackDown. I always struggle to find the SmackDown notes. I found them. They were in Calgary this week. That's awesome. I wish I could have went, but I don't live in Calgary. We got Charlotte Flair starting the show going up against Asuka. That's rare. We don't usually start out with a match on SmackDown. This is this is a treat. Flair about to lock in the figure four. EO and damage control arrive, interrupting Charlotte Flair, who almost gets rolled up by Asuka, losing the match. Damage control surround the ring, trash talking. EO springboards, springboard drop kicks Asuka and Flair at the same time, ending the match and beginning the beatdown. Damage control whooping some ass. And yeah, I mean, kind of your traditional SmackDown, a little bit of a letdown opening. I mean, that's a. That's literally a WrestleMania main event style match a few years ago, Flair versus Asuka, and now it's opening SmackDown. I mean, I don't. I think opening matches are important, very important, honestly. But it ends in nanigans, so yeah, a bit of a letdown. But it was decent, you know what was going on in the ring. We move on. Austin Theory attacks Escobar during his interview backstage, softening up his competition. They're going to have a match later on. Escobar seeing the doctor with Rey Mysterio. He's icing his knee, so not looking good for later on. Excuse me. AJ Styles with Mia Yim going up against Karrion Cross and Scarlett for the 918th time. Uh, there it is. Excuse me. Karrion hits a Death Valley driver to wait onto the announce table. Styles just bounces off of it. Doesn't go through it. Just a cla- I mean, Styles, can you just not sell everything fantastically? Styles hits a perfect springboard. 450 splash. Here comes Scarlet to save Karrion Cross yet again. Mia Yim starts fighting with her. AJ hits a Styles Clash to put away Cross. I mean, the crowd's into it. I'm shocked. I mean, that's I think it's probably because they're polite Canadian people, but I don't know. 
repeat of the exact same match we've seen these guys have 800 times. Scarlet getting involved, and I don't know, man. When are they finally going to get Mia Yim to fight Scarlet? Get that. Just get it over with, and can we move on? I mean, this is just so boring. I feel like Karrion Cross just is not getting utilized properly whatsoever. I've heard good things about him in the indies and stuff. I, j I just don't. I haven't seen it. Thumbs down. Out comes Edge, baby. He wants to cut a promo for Calgary. This excites me. Uh, my wife and I are going to SmackDown next week in Toronto. And obviously, it's going to be a big Edge celebration. It's his, like, 25th anniversary or something, so it's going to be fucking nuts. But he's here to say hello to Calgary. He brings out Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes. Tells the story of how Sheamus helped him get back into the ring after Edge wiped out on a bike while they were biking together. He's like, dude, if you can take a wipeout like that on a bike, you can get back in the ring. Edge was like, that's a great point. <clears throat> Excuse me. Edge asked Sheamus for a match next week in his hometown of Toronto. This extremely excites me. Sheamus accepts. Again, my excitement skyrocketing. Great moment Great moment here between great or, uh, close buddies. I Oh, buddy, that's going to be a fucking hell of a time. Great moment right here. Crowd going nuts. Thumbs up for all this. Can't wait to see Edge next week. We got LA Knight going up against Top Dollar with Hit Row. I cannot believe these guys are still here. Knight puts away Dollar with a BFT for a quick and easy W. Los, <laughs> let's keep calling them Los Angeles Knights. LA Knight talks to us a little. Yeah, you gotta love that. Quit just making the people happy. I think at this point, LA Knight is a must on every, every SmackDown. Even if he's only gonna come out for a couple minutes, he's gotta be there. Make the people very happy. Speaking of very happy, which this is not making me, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits hanging out backstage without MVP. When the fuck is MVP gonna start hanging out with you guys? He wears a suit. Come on, this is this is mean. I don't like it. We move on to the United States Championship match. What we have some changes to make instead of Austin Theory defending against Santos Escobar, it will be Rey Mysterio because. Theory attacks Escobar yet again before the match. He cannot fight, so Rey Mysterio will fight for him. Rey absolutely on fire out of the gate. First 619 attempt is countered by Austin Theory, but not the second one. Rey pins. And new United States champion. It is Rey Mafrickin' Stereo. Oh my goodness. I legitimately got excited like a 12-year-old. I had my... I fucking pumped my arms up and went, yeah! And I really didn't see this coming whatsoever. This was great. I mean, dominating performance for the legend. Theory clearly caught off guard looking like a stupid idiot. Great moment for Rey Mysterio. He gets a big old fireworks celebration. I'm going to be really upset if I don't see Rey Mysterio next week. And Calgary got uh, him winning a championship fireworks celebration. I didn't get to see Rey Mysterio last year. He is like right behind Edge as my favorite of all time. So I'm dying to see Rey Mysterio. Okay. So I have some questions. It does feel a little bit odd. I must admit that it isn't Santos Escobar lifting the title in Calgary. I mean... Are they going to go for Escobar winning it off of Rey Mysterio? I mean, that would be a great match and everything. There's an easy story to tell, but I don't think it's going to go over the way they want it to if they are planning for Escobar to remain a babyface. Uh, Rey Mysterio is one of the rare people that, like, he just can't become a heel. He cannot be cheered against. There's an odd time I've heard people, like, jeering for him, 
but he's very, very popular, very loved, and so I would have to, if they're going to do that, Santos Escobar would have to go back heel, I would think, and I would prefer that. I think he's a better heel, and, you know, connecting him with Rey Mysterio has given him, you know, the Rey Mysterio dust. People know of Santos now, and I think he should go back to his natural role as a heel, but we'll see where it goes. It's, like, like I said, I'm a Rey Mysterio diehard, so I'm in love with this. I love Rey Mysterio as the champion, but even I must admit, it feels a little bit odd. I think it probably should have went to Santos, but we'll see where this goes. Very interesting. And now we finish out with the bloodline. Roman Solo and Paul Heyman, they're out there. They do the acknowledgement baloney. And then they bring out Jimmy Uso. Crowd chanting, you sold out to Jimmy. Fair enough. Out comes Jay, and he has it out for his brother Jimmy. Jimmy claiming he doesn't want Jay to become the champion and turn into an asshole like Roman Reigns. And he drops an actual asshole, which the crowd jumps on that immediately. They start chanting asshole to Roman Reigns, which is fantastic. Probably makes the the, the higher-ups at the whatever TV station angry, but I like it. Jimmy leaves. He's very upset. Reigns giggles. This upsets Jay. He kicks him right in the head and hits him with a spear. How you doing? Jay calls for Jimmy, who runs back, for, only for his bro to kick him right in the face. I, I love that. Jimmy was expecting a hug and got a kick in the face. And then Jay says he's out. He's done with the family. He's done in rings. He's over it. And he exits through the crowd. Crowd's cheering for him. They like this. And I do too. At this point, that's all you could really do. Be like, fuck this. I'm done with all of y'all. Like, I'm not getting swerved again. You swerved me. Roman swerved me. Fucking Paul Heyman's going to swerve me next. I'm going to swerve my sw- myself. So, fuck it. I That's about where they all they can really go with at this point. Just say, fuck it. I'm done. So, an acceptable um, way to move on with the storyline, I guess. And that is the end of the show. I don't know, maybe an alright SmackDown at best. Again, I, I'm. it's definitely getting a lot of points for me personally because of the Rey Mysterio moment that just made me pop like a little boy again. So that brings back a lot of nostalgia. Seeing Edge come out, that was a surprise. I wasn't really expecting him to come out until next week, but I'm excited to see him fight with Sheamus. The Flair Oscar thing, yeah, kind of a wet fart. The AJ Styles cross, a big old wet fart. I cannot wait for that to end. And only a quick appearance from LA Knight, which was nice, I guess. And then the United States Championship match, like I said, match was quick, short, little simple, but it for made for a good moment. And then the ending was satisfying enough, I guess. Not the best, but okay. Five and a half out of ten for SmackDown. Another, like, eh, SmackDown's struggling, man. Like, my wife doesn't like SmackDown that much. And I don't blame her, but... Man, I started on SmackDown. That's that's the only one. I didn't get Raw when I was wherever I fucking was living at the time. I only got SmackDown. So, you know, SmackDown's always had a special piece of my heart. All right, that's enough of the WWE. Let's move on to AEW now. We got Dynamite. They were in Columbus, Ohio. Starting off with a Jericho Appreciation Society mandatory meeting. We got Danny Garcia. He thrusts his way out of the ring and out of the Jericho Appreciation Society. God damn it, that little fucking thrust that that Garcia does gets me every time. Haggard, still devastated about the hat, so he's out of here. And then one by one, the rest of the members leave. Menard is an emotional mess. He has a big emotional release, and that was fucking really good, actually. 
Guevara gets in Jericho's face and then he leaves. Chris is all alone, very sad, and he leaves the ring. But of course, it's Don Callis waiting for him backstage. They will talk later. Uh, nice, fun opening for the show. I mean, yeah, I liked it. Not bad. We got the Young Bucks going up against the Hardy Boys. Oh my goodness, this is exciting. The Bucks hit a 3D on Jeff Hardy. We got a near fall right there. Oh my god, that was just the nostalgia waves. Hardy's battle back. Jeff hits a swanton. The pin is broken up by the Bucks. Young Bucks hit the BTE trigger to defeat the Hardy Boys. Absolute dream match for me. So awesome to see these two teams going at it. Crowd enjoyed it. Admittedly, a bit split down the middle. I'd say probably a bit more on the Hardy side. Probably more nostalgia. I understand that. But they were cheering for just just cheering for wrestling. This is exciting. Very good match. Classic Hardy offense pairing great with the Bucks. I mean, if the, if the Hardys were just like 10 years younger or something. Oh, my God. Seven and a half out of 10, though. Still really good shit. We got FTR. They get called out to the ring by the Bucks. And the Bucks accept the match for all in at Wembley. So, again, another... Even though they fought before, it's another dream match. This time is going to be in front of 80,000 people. I'm still... I I won't believe it until I see it. Uh, 80,000 people at the AEW show. I... Holy fuck. I cannot wait for that. That will be amazing. Speaking of amazing, you got MJF and Adam Cole, baby. They go to a trampoline park. Oh, so jealous. And they go full Billy Madison on some kids and dodgeball. Just slaughtering the kids. Amazing bromance segment yet again. Thumbs up. We move on to the FTW Championship match. Jack Perry defending against Rob Van Dam. Oh my god, dude. And Rob Van Dam still looks fantastic. He looks in incredible shape. He still looks the exact same that he did like 20 years ago. I am blown away by this. He hits a classic spinning leg drop to Perry on the outside. Oh my god. It w- ugh, just lost my mind for it. Thumbs th- Thumbs up for that. RVD brings in the chair. I guess this is a no disqualification match all of a sudden. Perry throws one. It pegs stupid Bryce Brinsberg, the referee, right in the head. That's a quadruple thumbs up. Made me, I'm dying laughing. Screw you, Brinsberg. Five star frog splash by Rob Van Dam. Has it won, but there's no referee to count it. Down comes Aubrey, the referee. She runs down for the count, but it's too late. Jack Perry able to kick out. Jack hums. Van Dam into a chair, roll up, grabs the tights to steal the win, retaining the FTW Championship. Again, absolutely blown away by how amazing RVD has aged. Looks like he did 20 years ago in, in, in appearance and in the ring, dude. Like, this guy, he still has it. The crowd cheering that to him. And, yeah, this guy, seriously, they could sign him and he could be a player in the company for sure. He looks incredible. Maybe he doesn't have the height that he was getting before, but he still got it, dude. Abso-freaking-lutely. And I, I, please, please, Rob, stay, stick around, stick around. If it's a year, if it's two years, just six months, I'll take it. I, I need you. Great, uh, good nostalgic match. Great, great pushing it. Seven and a half, at there. We move on is MJF and Adam Cole in the ring for a promo battle? What? MJF goes off on Cole, but Adam suggests that instead, how about they go after the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships before their match at Wembley? So they want to do this on the kickoff show and then have their match later on the main show. Holy jumping. 
MJF, a sucker for a cheap pop all of a sudden, says, absolutely. Roderick, having an absolute meltdown backstage, interrupts the bromant. MJF calls Roddy a bland bitch. But Cole doesn't like Max talking to Roddy that way. So again, they're they're cool, but there's, there's still, you know, there's a little bit of... Uh, there's some problems here. So they're setting up something. I am incredibly excited for their match at Wembley. Both the tag team and the one-on-one is going to be excellent. But is Roderick going to ruin this shit? We'll, we'll have to see. We move on. It is Moxley and Claudio going up against the Lucha Bros. Like, oh my god, dude. This is some, these are some big name matches going on here. Phoenix Matrix dodges the Doomsday Device attempt by the BCC. That was fucking sick. Awesome chop war between Penta and Moxley. They just, what, like 50 chops apiece, like out of control. Yuta distracts Ray. Moxley removes Penta's masks. Mask rolls him up for the W. A couple botches in this match. Not a fan of the finish, you know, with the mask. We've seen this before, but still good spots in there. Of course, you got the stiffness. Still a good match. Seven out of ten, but they are capable of better. BCC attack the Lucha Bros. After the bell, Claudio disrespecting Penta, wearing his mask, and no one coming out for the save for the Lucha Bros. Surprising. We got the Mogul Embassy. They're in the ring now talking trash. Darby Allen appears. The lights go out, and oh, you better believe, it's Sting! It's Sting. He clears out the ring, threatens Swerve with the baseball bat, points to the all-out sign, and the challenge is laid down by Sting and Darby. Neat. That I mean, I don't like the Mogul Embassy, but that should be a good fun match. We got the main event now. AEW Women's Championship on the line. Hikaru Shida defending against Anna Jay with Menard and Parker of the former JES, I guess, or I don't know. Shida pounding Anna with a bunch of punches. Jay smashes Shida's head into the steel steps. Ouch. Shida hits a katana. Menard and Parker try to help her out, but they fail. I don't know if that was a botch or if that's just how what they were going for, but Shida retains. Cool. Uh, solid match. I mean, not much to worry about in this one for Shida losing. I really had no fear that it was going to uh, change hands. Jay looking all right in this match. Not really feeling any chemistry here. I just, yeah, it was fine. And that's the end of the show. Good Dynamite this week, setting up more matches for All In Wembley. I mean, oh, dude, I just get goosebumps thinking about 80,000 people watching AEW. I hope it's crazy. Good matches, and of course, seeing RVD looking as good as he does at his age, just absolutely incredible. 7.5 out of 10 for Dynamite in Columbus. And now we'll go to Rampage that was also in Columbus. Starting off with Darby Allen versus Brian Cage. Got me a little bit wet when I heard about this one. Let's get into it with Prince Nana. I mean, sorry, Prince Nana. We got Darby and Cage. They go crashing through the table. Allen trips Cage with his belt. Hits a coffin drop onto the apron. Doesn't break his back for once. That's nice. Hits a code red. We got a near fall right there. That was an awesome little segment. Thumbs up for that. Cage taking a crucifix bomb off the top rope. Keep in mind, Brian Cage is like 290 pounds, pure muscle. Darby rolls him up for the W. Strong opening match. Athletic Giant versus the Damage Sponge. I mean, it writes itself. Great stuff. Seven and a half. At that. We move on to the International Championship match. Orange Cassidy defending against Johnny TV with QTV. Cassidy turns the ref around to see QTV attempting the shenanigans. They are ejected. Down comes Yuta. He shows up, but he's also removed from the match. 
All right, Brinsburg, you know, I, I was hating on you, but well done in this situation. Well done. Johnny hits multiple twisting neck breakers, but misses the starship pain. Orange with a diving tornado DDT. Break, uh, Beach Break retains the championship yet again. They claim he is now 19-0 in 2023. Good match, classic Johnny Q, Johnny TV, Mundo, wrestling, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Classic offense from him. Nice to see that. Orange on the microphone, he calls Yuda to the ring. BCC surround the ring. Yuda challenges Orange Cassidy for a title shot, and they don't beat him down, surprisingly. All right. That should be a great match, uh, no doubt. We move on. It is Aussie Open. Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis defending. I, I think they're... No, they're, I don't think they're defending their championships. It doesn't matter. They're going up against uh, the out, Outrunners, who are like these 80s Hulk Hogan lookalike dudes. I'm guessing they're local talent. Coriolis is hit. Aussie Open pick up a quick tune-up victory right here. Davis gets on the microphone after the match, trash-talking the best friends of all time, Adam Cole and MJF, accepting their challenge at All in Wembley. Fuck yeah. So we got Aussie Open in the pre-show versus MJF and Adam Cole. That should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that one. We move on to the main event, Soraya with the Outcast versus Sky Blue. As always, we got a ton of shenanigans from the Outcast. They spray paint blue in the face, allowing Soraya to pick up a huge W, and she will be going to All In Wembley. Pretty cool. I mean, that's great for Soraya. She's from the UK, so that's going to be a massive moment for her, so that's cool. And it is nice to see Soraya wrestle. We don't. It's, she's gone through injuries, so it's just always nice to see her in there. Looking solid. Not, not too interested at all in this match too much. The shenanigans just always take me out of it, so whenever the outcasts are out there, I just kind of roll my eyes at it. And that's the end of the show. I mean, really, really strong start with that match. Otherwise, they kind of fall into that formula that I'm not liking all that much. I think it's now because they have another show, so they got to spread the love a little bit. But I don't know. The Darby Allen Brian Cage was good. I don't like them throwing in squash matches every single week. Every once in a while is fine, but to make it a part of your a part of your programming to make sure you have a, a squash match in there. Again, it's great for the local guys and everything, but I I don't know, man. I don't know. Not hitting for me. Six out of ten for Rampage. Pretty all right. And we finish it off with Collision. They were in Greensboro, North Kakalaki, North Carolina. We're starting off with Tony Schiavone interviews Ricky Starks, who's getting suspended for 30 days for beating up the 70-year-old Ricky the Dragon Steamboat last week. Starks says, fine, whatever. He won't wrestle, but he will still be here every single week. A good fired-up promo to start off Collision. I'll give him a thumbs up for that. I enjoyed that. We move on to the Acclaimed going up against the Iron Savages, who I thought was some local talent, but apparently they're a legit tag team. Uh, the Acclaimed hit Scissor Me Timbers and a double fame asser. The Acclaimed pick up the W. I mean, it was a solid debut for the Savages. I honestly didn't have my eyes on this match uh, as much as I probably should have because I thought it was uh, just a squash match. But then I was like, this is going on a little bit longer than I thought. But from what I saw, they were pretty all right. They almost picked up the win against the Acclaim there at one point, so that was all right. We'll see how it goes for the Iron Savages. Don't know if we'll be seeing much more of them. Fired up promo after the match from the Acclaim, uh, from the Acclaim saying bye to Daddy Ass. So, uh, I don't know. We still haven't really gotten the confirmation if Daddy Ass is retiring or not. Probably going to come back at some point. Maybe he comes back with a different squad and they go up against the Acclaim. That would be a lot of fun. 
We move on to Willow Nightingale and Chris Statlander tag teaming up against Mercedes Martinez and Diamante. Martinez powerbombs her own partner over the ropes onto her opponents. Reminds me of Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Love that move over there, so I'm going to give it a thumbs up here in AEW. The crowd was really going nuts for that too. Like they've never seen something like that before, so they, they got a good kick out of that. Things go crazy after that powerbomb, everyone hitting big offensive moves one after the other, but Martinez and Diamante pick up a sneaky W. Short but sweet debut match for these two tag teams. We've seen these four wrestlers before, but they're apparently now tag teams, and I was liking it. Pretty damn good. 7.5 out of 10. We got Tony Storm. She gets very angry during an interview backstage. She walks out on the interview and throws a shoe. Now, who throws a shoe? Honestly, come on. Samoa Joe now going up against Andrew Everett. Good luck, my friend. Andrew does a couple neat flippy-dippy things, but Joe just walks away, chokes out Everett in a couple minutes for a pretty funny squash match. Joe calls out CM Punk again. He is still waiting for an answer to his challenge for all-in at Wembley, and Joe's warning him. He's like, I ain't gonna be waiting for much longer, sucker. We move on. It is Christian. He cuts a promo on North Carolina and Darby Allen. Very good shit right here. Thumbs up. Arn Anderson and Arn Anderson number two arrive to challenge for the TNT Championship. We're going to have that match right now. It is Brock Anderson, or I like to call him Arn Anderson number two, or Mini Arn, going up against Luchasaurus for the championship. Brock taken out easily by Luchasaurus in this match. Darby comes in hot with the skateboard trying to take off Luchasaurus's head. So this rivalry is heating up. Pretty all right moment right here. I mean, eh, what's whatever. We got powerhouse Hobbs. He calls out Miro. Miro makes his way to the ring, but it's a sneak attack. QT QTV members beat down Miro, and oh my goodness, you just made a big old mistake, powerhouse. You're in big trouble, Mister. Main event time. Trios tag team championships on the line. House of Black defending against CM FTR. CM Punk and FTR. There you go. But uh, Brody having a stiff chop battle with Dax. I just, oh, I love that shit so much. Punk and Malachi have a sit together. That was a fucking awesome moment. Uh, Punk copying Black and calling back to his pipe bomb promo. I mean, that was, got a good kick out of that. The crowd really liked it too. Thumbs up. Great moment. Julia Hart causing a distraction, allowing King to squash Punk with a nasty cannonball in the corner. Buddy nailed with a GTS. Luckily, he rolls out of the ring to avoid getting pinned. Samoa Joe just appears. He chokes Punk out in the crowd. Brody hits a King Kong lariat. House of Black retain the trio's championships. Great main event match. I mean, oh, hard hitting is is you know what is expected when when FTR Brody King. It's it's you know it's built into the the process. Brody King, an absolute beast in this match. I mean, oh my god, he looks like a Slipknot. I love when he dresses up like he's in Slipknot. He's got the mask. He looks crazy. He's all tattooed up. Fucking awesome. And I really like the CM Punk and Malachi chemistry. I hope they're going to continue onward with with whatever they got going on here after CM Punk is done with Samoa Joe and whatnot. But yeah, I was digging that. There could be could be something really good there. Malachi and CM Punk kind of similar in styles with that like Muay Thai kicking and shit. That could be good. I like this match quite a bit. And then, and that is the end of Collision. Thought it was an enjoyable show this week. Lots of quality tag team matches. 
Joe Samoa Joe is just fired up. I just going after CM Punk. I love his energy right now. Just destroying bitches. Really good shit. And good job adding more heat and excitement to all in Wembley. I mean, they keep they keep saying eighty thousand people, so I cannot wait to see this eighty thousand fans watching AEW all in. It looks like it's going to be fucking incredible. Seven and a half out of ten for Collision this week. Pretty damn good. And let's finish it off with the three stars of the week. We got a lot of shout-outs to get to here. Uh, SummerSlam is involved in this three stars, so there's a lot of shout-outs for SummerSlam. Um, let's, let's just get into it. Rollins versus uh, Finn Balor for the World Heavyweight Championship at SummerSlam was great. Logan Paul versus Ricochet, the opening match at SummerSlam, that was great. Again, Logan Paul just continues to impress me, and a, a victory for Logan Paul as well. That was fun. Gunther versus McIntyre for for the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam. That was also great. I would just recommend SummerSlam as a whole. It was a great pay-per-view. I really, really enjoyed it. Probably going to be one of the better ones of the year, I'd be thinking. They just... WWE, though they didn't hit, like, a 10 out of 10 or anything, it was just a very consistently great show through and through. And then I got to shout out CMFTR versus the House of Black and that tag team trios match on Collision. That was very awesome. I really got a pop out of the CM Punk and Malachi sitting down segment and Brody King and Dax Harwood. I, oh my God, I love when those two go at it with each other. Really good shit. Now for the official three stars of the week, we are starting off with the third star. It's going to Bel Air, Asuka, and Charlotte Flair, the triple threat match. For the championship at SummerSlam. Though it was a little bit clunky in spots, I thought, I don't know, I just really enjoyed this one. I was really into it as a fan. And of course, the Money in the Bank cash-in that goes on after it. An excellent moment, a awesome Money in the Bank moment, and of course, an amazing moment for EO Sky. Congratulations for her, of course. Good enough for the third star this week. Second star is going to Mustafa Ali versus Axiom on NXT. These guys are just fucking incredible man so good in the ring i love their chemistry together they're so fast and just a spectacular match i would highly recommend you check that one out good enough for the second star this week and the first star going to Tommaso champa chad gable matt riddle and ricochet for their fatal four-way match i believe this was on raw Wow, Uh, out of nowhere, I love a match where I just didn't really see this coming, I get excited, they're like, oh yeah, we got this Fatal 4-Way coming up next, you're like, oh shit, you look at those four guys, that is a stacked Fatal 4-Way, and they did not let me down, it was awesome, Chad Gable getting it done, I am so excited to see him go up against Gunther for the championship, that should be a ton of fun, should be an absolute banger, and good enough for my first star this week, it was a lot of good wrestling, so get out there, watch some wrestling, let me know what you think, and all that great stuff, and that is the show, so thank you everybody so much for listening, we'll be back again on, thinking it's going to be Tuesday, we'll be talking about the final review of Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, I have finally finished that game and I am finally ready to let you know what I thought my final opinions on that game it's recorded ready to go going up on Tuesday so you can look forward to the final review of the biggest game of the year arguably there's a this has been a, an amazing year for video games so we'll be talking about Legend of Zelda on Tuesday it's going to be a lot of fun I uh, don't really have anything on the docket set in stone for GamerCast in the future so if you want to th- throw some episodes at me maybe maybe 
maybe I'll, I'll I'll do it, and that would be really wicked. But yeah, we're working through some games right now and some episodes I got on the on the works here. So the, lots more incoming, and of course you can always check out any of the previous gamer episodes. They all get uploaded to YouTube. Same goes with the wrestling and the hockey cast. Everything goes to YouTube. Gamer GX videos. The link is down in the description below. Some let's plays and all that good stuff over there. Great place for you to leave comments. You have questions, comments, anything you want read on the podcast. I'll answer your questions live on an episode, shout you out and all that great stuff. Leave your comments on YouTube. You can send an email. You can go on Twitter, follow along on Twitter and all that great stuff. Again, all the links are down in the description below so you can follow along there and keep in contact and and keep updated with all the stuffs that's going on and all that great stuff. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. We will be back again with some more GX Plus Cast. (laughs) 